Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 2nd, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. What? July 2nd? Uh, I did that yesterday. I know, you did. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and my name is uh, James Serena from Broadway Stars. James, um, this Sunday is the 4th of July. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you have anything special planned for this weekend's This Week on Broadway? Well, Peter, Michael, and I are going to be doing a full hour on one of our favorite shows called 1776. Ah, very nice. I, I saw a very, very bad production of that. Uh, Was I in it? No, in Atlanta. Um, gosh, must be eight, nine years ago now. And I saw a very good production of it in Orlando at the Mad Cow Theater here, which was all women. Um, That was very, very good. Um, So I'm excited to hear your thoughts about the the show. It's uh, always a good one. Yeah, it's uh, Peter's all-time favorite show. And so we'll be uh, leaning on the Felicia for um, most of the yeah, most of the takes on the different productions that he's seen around the world and uh, and we'll be of course talking about the film and uh, you know all, all aspects of 1776 and looking forward to Diane Paulus's uh, production coming up uh, in 2022 is it? Uh, who the hell knows at this point? Yeah. Um, and then James we have something else coming up on Monday since that is like the holiday observation day since the 4th falls on Sunday. Yeah, and so uh, Jan Simpson is going to be uh, actually uh, Jam Simpson and I are going to be talking about our summer reading list uh, because uh, although summer officially starts sometime late in June twentieth, yeah, June twentieth, uh, summer really starts after Fourth of July for most people. Uh, and so if you're heading out to the beach and uh, your summer reading list, uh, you want to catch up with a lot of theatrical books, Jan Simpson is the person to turn to. She has been putting out her summer reading list for many, many, many years on BroadwayMB.com. But I figured we would talk about them, and especially since Audible's our sponsor uh, yeah. uh, for the for this, uh, this week and next week, we thought that we would uh, focus on the summer reading list. Perfect. That's amazing. We've also got uh, an interview coming up later next week to tie into the 4th of July stuff. I've interviewed Robert McLaughlin and Sally Perry, who have a new book out that just came out um, at the end of June called Broadway Goes to War. It is actually how Broadway dealt with World War II productions leading up to World War II and productions during World War II and how they vary differently in perspective than the movie movies and radio uh, productions that were much more patriotic and much more aligned with what the government wanted. So it was a really great conversation, a really great book. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up over the holiday week that y'all need to be tuning into. And if you want to get all of that before anybody else, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. You can get everything early there. And as things start coming up, we have some fun things going to happen in the Patreon feed. But James, let's get into the news. And unfortunately, earlier this week, 
theater productions in Sydney, Australia were dealt a very difficult blow as productions were forced to shut down as a two-week stay-at-home order went into effect last Saturday. Shows impacted include Hamilton, Come From Away, and a number of other small productions, either in performances or in rehearsals, including The Wedding Singer, Merrily We Roll Along, and more. Some shows that were actually in the middle of limited runs, um, including The Cherry Orchard, Happy Days, and Grand Horizons, were forced to prematurely end their runs, much like we saw in New York uh, in the middle of March of last year. Now, this stay-at-home order comes on the heels of months of Australia having no real restrictions on audience capacity, um, mask requirements, vaccination proof, proof of vaccination requirements, and unfortunately, positive tests have skyrocketed in the area around Sydney. This shutdown impacts four council areas, including Sydney, and anyone who lives or works in those areas is required to stay at home for 14 days. Now, according to The Guardian, people who just visited the area but don't actually live or work there are not impacted because they can't be forced to by the local governments. But this means that even though all of these workers in the theaters might have been impacted, the people in the audience aren't necessarily being forced to quarantine either, although it is recommended. Now, most of these shows were operating with no capacity restrictions, no mask mandates, although Hamilton and Come From Away had moved to 50% capacity in the days leading up to this. But James, the reason I wanted to leave with this is because this, this, this is something we've kind of hinted at uh, on the show over the last few months. It just makes me really concerned about how things are going to go when New York theaters open in earnest over the coming months. Outside of Springsteen on Broadway, there has been little information about whether or not shows will be requiring proof of vaccination, requiring you to wear masks, you know, anything like that. And with variants, including the Delta variant, causing problems across the country and the world, James, as tourists come into New York City and bring things from around the country and world, I just worry that something similar that happened in Sydney might result in shutting down New York theater again, which who knows how devastating that could be to the entire industry and all of the people working in it. So let me uh, read you something. It uh, Broadway is dark. London is quiet. But in Australia, it's showtime. Join us, join us for the evening of performance and extraordinary conversation. That's from the New York Times in April 29th of this year. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, Tommy Schumacher, Kevin McCollum, a bunch of uh, other folks, the producers of Come From Away, all had this uh, this uh, webinar uh, hosted by the New York Times saying that uh, Australia is back. And here we are just uh, a couple of months later. I mean, let's not take it for granted what what you know, what could happen in New York as well. We need to keep uh, keep safe and. Uh, and, and not take for granted, you know, what's happening right now. Yeah, I just hope everyone does things safely. I know we are all super excited to come back and to have shows return. It, I just worry that we have learned little, if anything, over the past year and a half, whether that comes in terms of safety or equity or anything else. But I just, I, yeah, I don't see anything uh, to that would indicate that changes have been made. Yeah, one of our uh, listeners, Donna Hatton, is mm-hmm. uh, in Sydney, and uh, and I sent her out a message to see how everything's going there. Maybe she can give us a little report on 
on wh- on what's happening on the ground versus what we're hearing from 8,000 miles away. Yeah, we would appreciate that. But all right. So, James, you mentioned them earlier, but let's take a real quick moment to talk about our sponsor this week, Audible.com. So Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands of popular binge-worthy podcasts. Their newest plan, Audible Plus, gives you full access to the popular Plus catalog. Now you can listen to all you want to thousands and thousands of popular audiobooks, original entertainment, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. All right, James. Yeah, we've been talking about what great content and what varied kind of content Audible has in terms of theater lovers. But let's go through some of these productions that you can find on Audible. You've got um, uh, Latin History for Morons, The Absolute Brightness of Leonard Pelkey, An Act of God. Um, you've got the uh, all the Williamstown Theater Festival shows that they recorded, a, street, a Streetcar Named Desire, Photograph 51, Animals. You have the stuff that was done at the, uh, the Cherry Lane. Lane Theater, Boys and Girls, Harry Clark. There's so much great real actual theater content with real live theater professionals that's available on Audible right now that you can scratch your theater itch without possibly passing along COVID uh, knowingly or unknowingly just by uh, subscribing to Audible and listening in your headphones. So uh, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio, one word, to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. One more time, that's visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500 to start your free trial today. All right, James, let's get back into the news. And we're going to stay in the realm of things that I am not very intelligent on. And (laughs) that is the fact that on Thursday, the House of Representatives, uh, their Appropriations Committee approved the full budget request of $201 million for the National Endowment of the Arts that was part of President Biden's proposed budget. As we discussed when it was announced, this would be a record number um, for the organization. And yesterday, Actors' Equity Association President Kate Schindel said in a statement, quote, We are so grateful that the House Appropriations Committee recognizes President Biden's vision for a robust return to the arts industry. This record high funding for the NEA will ensure that live entertainment can come back stronger than ever and contribute to local economies all around the country. Now, James, there is a long way to go before this budget actually gets completely approved and goes into effect. But this type of funding will go a long way for a lot of arts workers, organizations and um, municipalities across the country. You said how much money was that? Two hundred and one million dollars. So let's reflect back on David David Geffen's gift to (laughs) Yale yesterday, which was how much? Uh, 150 million, yes. So David Geffen, one person, gave to one place, Yale University, 150 million, and the entire rest of the United States gave to all the arts organizations 201 million dollars. I believe that is correct, yes. Okay, just wanted to be Captain Obvious. Uh, you work for Hotels.com now? Is that what you're doing? No? <laughs> All right. What do we have in other news? 
All right. So we learned earlier this week that the off-Broadway theater company Bedlam will return uh, to performances with a new play by Sarah Rose Kearns called Persuasion, which is adapted from the Jane Austen novel of the same name. The show will begin performances on September 11th at the Connolly Theater. If you are familiar with Bedlam, they often put new spins on classic works of some form or another. Lots of Jane Austen. They do a lot of Jane Austen as well. I saw their production of The Crucible a few years ago as well. They always are good. Was Bedlam um, the ones that did Sweeney Todd? No. Um, Sweeney Todd was just was a was a commercial production that was done at Barrow Street. Ah. Yeah, their their big production was uh, Sense and Sensibility that I think started in 2014 and then it came back a few years later and then did a national tour um, for a few years. But they do a lot of stuff like that. It's just really, really great, uh, really great stuff. And they uh, are often at the Conley Theater. They've also done stuff um, in Boston and around the country as well. Now, um, another thing that is quite different from that story but uh the two original stars of mean girls erica henningsen and kyle selig uh they got engaged james uh i don't know if it was today or yesterday but both of them posted uh photos on instagram they've been together for a while that hasn't been uh a secret but they uh were off i believe they were at um another couple's wedding and kyle took the opportunity to propose apparently he dropped the ring in the sand um while he was doing it not a great first step i think to a life together um but they seemed nonplussed by it and seemed to be very happy um i've talked about before i i really like erica henningsen i think she's uh become a really not just what both of them do on stage but she's become a really interesting um activist and an actor as well um especially during her time with mean girls so very happy for both of them obviously kyle one of the original jimmy award uh alums as well so uh very cool thing for two very cool uh people in the broadway community all right so we can relive the highlights of the stars in the house one million dollar celebration show yeah earlier this week um they had this live show that we talked about for stars in the house where they got a bunch of of, of people and celebrities and Broadway folks to actually come and do an in-person broadcast. There was no real audience, not a ticket buying audience, at least just invited guests, but they broadcast the whole thing. It's on YouTube. And um, they did it to celebrate the fact that they crossed to the $1 million raised mark um, for the actors fund. Obviously Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley, who are the hosts and producers of stars in the house, they were there, but they also had folks like Brenda Braxton, Andrea Burns, Liz Calloway, Kristen Chenoweth, Darius DeHaas, Colin Donnell, Beth Level, Andrea Martin, Brian Stokes, Mitchell, Patty Murin, Jack Plotnick, Cheetah Rivera, Mark Shaman, Pearl Sun, Nina West, and more. They also had uh, Dr. John LaPook, who was on, I think, every um, episode of Stars in the House early on when people were still kind of getting used to knowing all of the medical information that had to do um, with COVID. So he was there and I think he actually performed as well. So uh, in the link in the show notes, we'll have um, a a ton of video or a ton of uh, photos from the night and we'll have a video so that you can uh, relive the entire broadcast there uh, from Stars in the House. It's like a night of a million stars. Yeah. (laughs) Night of a million dollars and um, a dozen or so stars at least. Hmm. So, Matt, uh, uh, you know, 
tangential to Broadway. Um, you know, the NCAA has now allowed uh, yes. some some of their athletes to uh, take um, to take uh, deals. Yes, sponsorship oh, sponsorship deals. Yeah, they, they it's called name, image, and likeness rights. So basically, mm-hmm. the schools are not actually paying anybody, but if any athlete wants to make a deal with some sort of brand, they are able to do that. There are certain restrictions on what brands they can do. They can't do. Um, alcohol, tobacco, gambling, um, and things like that. So um, there are some limitations, but long, long time coming um, for people who have basically been exploited for uh, millions and billions of dollars for generations. So the Broadway twist on this is that now that it has been allowed in sports, do you think some of the larger uh, schools such as like that school up north or uh, Syracuse University or Carnegie Mellon or CCM is going to allow their their, uh, students to take deals? I mean... They can. They already can. That's the, that's what. No, is but so... the, isn't that the funny thing? Because uh, you know, you hear stories all the time that they they tell the students you can't audition and you can't take a job with you know. You know. Yeah, well, that's dumb. But I mean, like, if somebody got a commercial <laughs> gig and and they they could absolutely do that, and that's why it's always been ludicrous that the NCAA prevented student athletes from being able to do that, especially when, um, in a lot of cases and a lot of places you know, student athletes could make a ton of money. And what's interesting to me, James, and now we will get off this topic because I don't think people care as much, but a lot of people assume that most of this money will be made by football players, by men's basketball players. That is not the case. I think every single student athlete is going to have the opportunity to make money. And one of the very first people to sign a big deal um, was a, an LSU women's gymnast. She has like over 5 million followers on Instagram and TikTok already, she's going to end up being one of the biggest beneficiaries of this um, coming out of this and not a football player or a basketball player. So I think this is going to open up a lot of opportunities for a ton of people. And I'm very excited for them. Uh, now, you know, now that athletes are going to be paid, we're going to take all the innocence out of college, college <laughs> athletics. Don't even start. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWD Matt. James, where can people find you? Well, uh, people could find me at James Marino on uh, most of the socials. Uh, and I'm sort of a lurker there. So uh, hit me up there. Uh, I was going to say, Patty Murin was uh, tweeting about her Stars in the House thing. Did you see her tweet? It was so it was so sweet. It was like I did not. Uh, Patty Murin was like, uh, I couldn't imagine ever, you know, sharing the stage because this uh, this uh, Night of a Million Stars type of thing is 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 actually a live performance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were all on stage at Asylum NYC. So I mean, you had folks yeah. like Cheetah Rivera there, and uh, some uh, you know so many other legends that I'm sure it was a great opportunity for a lot of these people to get to do, you know, performances or whatever with or around legends that they'd never get a chance to be in a show with. And that's what Patty tweeted about. She she said she was in tears. So my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up your week with us on Sunday, this week on Broadway, 1776. And on Monday, Jan Simpson comes to you with the uh, summer reading list. And then uh, on Tuesday, the Today on Broadway crew is back talking to you. We'll see you then. <laughs>